Fat, 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 we're the fat peeps. Hi, peeps. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Fat Peeps podcast. This is a little podcast where me and some other peeps talk about uh, video games and different things going on in entertainment. Uh, I, of course, am Joey Biscacci, and I am here with PJ. What's up, everyone? Garrick. Hello, y'all. Cameraman John. That's me. Oh, shit. Is that and the Brandon. cameraman John? Oh. Wow. Brandon. And uh, yeah, we have a bunch of great, great lot of video game topics today. A lot of fun stuff going on in the world of video games. But uh, Before... we were thinking maybe we started it with something a little bit, uh, a little bit different. And just so, for, so everyone knows, this is number seven. Just wanted to point that out really yeah, quick. Yeah, episode seven. I forgot we were doing episode numbers now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think we're going to start every week with like a, a random question um, to just get everybody talking about stuff. So our question today is, what has everybody been making to eat in our state of quarantine here? Uh, we're all cooped up in the house because of the coronavirus, so everybody is cooking a lot more and and trying to, uh, I assume, trying to make things that that are like easy or more canned food you can, or canned food. Yeah, <laughs> for so, all y'all that can't cook, um, we still love you. Yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, I'm at my parents' house right now, so I've been getting a lot of home cooked food. Oh shit! Yeah, my mom has been making a lot of a lot of different foods. So, uh that's been nice. Have you made um, anything yourself? Yeah. So, uh honestly, when I'm by myself, it's a lot of uh macaroni and cheese. I uh-huh. I make a lot of macaroni and cheese. Um a lot of sandwiches. Uh-huh. I'm all about making like uh like taking I'll set like I don't have a toaster oven. I did bag in my place in San Francisco, but here we don't have a toaster oven. So I'll just like set the oven to broil and then throw a piece of bread in there and then throw uh, some like meat on the bread. Let that heat up a little bit. Throw cheese on top of that. Is this that turning up, into food slap porn? Slap them together. Um, that young college student life. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you know, like when you're balling on a budget, you need to figure out like, what can I make? with these like limited ingredients that fried bologna that's sandwich gonna be life. a good time right like another another one is uh i really like the salt and pepper uh chips but they tend to be a little bit more expensive just get the regular chips grind salt in yeah, there, there salt and pepper in oh there. damn you're no, saving those cents save that money joey yeah so no, but honestly, for me, it's a lot of macaroni and cheese. Wait, um, like a lot of sandwich, a lot of. Uh, or do you get the like yeah, off yeah, brand? Yeah, yeah um, the craft is only box. ten cents more, and the other shit tastes bad. Yeah, no, so, all about the craft. What's, cheese. what's your opinion I, on, on I, chili? So mac? here's the thing. Wait, uh, chili mac. Yeah, never had chili mac. Sounds oh, horrible. Yeah, um, chili in there. It did it horrible. Macaroni. Here's the deal with the macaroni and cheese I make. I always have a. Uh, like tub of a, like mixed Italian cheese on hand, Ooh. and I just mix that in there. Right, oh, you got a little bit of Parmigiano Reggiano, a little bit of mozzarella, 
right? That stuff's all good on mix, pizzas. Uh, mix that all up in there. And like, it really takes that macaroni and cheese Ooh. and and knocks it out of a level. Gets a little, gives it a little bit of tang, right? Because those are kind of like tangy cheeses. Mm-hmm. I love it's not all of that, just like mac and cheese. So that, uh, yeah, because like a regular mac and cheese is good, but you know it's crab mac and cheese, a little artificial. Yeah, so I'm throwing I'm some of these Italian cheeses. You got to throw in a little bit extra. Um, for me. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say for me, I just like yesterday, I believe I made some just kind of like plain chicken, uh, pepper, salt, and then some um, lemon pepper and cooked that up and threw it on top of a salad. But I got this jalapeno ranch dressing, which it's bomb by Lighthouse. No advertisement, but they're really good dressings. I did that with um, a quesadilla and then a cut like a thing of uh progressive soup but tonight i made some ground taco beef uh to make a taco salad so i've been really on a salad kick lately with that dressing because it's so bomb next yeah who's up next uh, i can answer um on uh, i've been uh making some beignets from cafe dumont i got it from got their mix from amazon uh, it comes in a nice box. You just add water. And I've been getting pretty good at it. It's my preference over regular donuts. It's a nice, They're so good. Uh, pillowy, uh, yeah, pillowy, he- uh, heavenly pastry. If you want to get fat, go to Garrick's house. I, I can uh, personally vouch for how tasty they are. Oh, my God. Yes. Brandon gets covered in powdered sugar. He looks like oh, a crack dealer. Inhaling it. Oh, so uh, good. Yeah, and you can control the amount of sugar that you want as well, uh, depending on the amount. Of, Our holiday uh, parties are ridiculous yeah. with those things. It's really good, and it, like and like I'm saying, it uh, I keep on getting better at it. So, so come the end of this year, it's gonna be even better, guys. So excited! Uh, and then another dish I'm proud of making is, uh, bech- uh bechamel, uh, yeah, bechamel, bechamel, bechamel sauce, next, yeah, typical bech- white sauce. Mm-hmm. Bechamel uh, mac and cheese. I learned that recipe mm. from um, That's from binging with Babish, and um, and I've been trying to make sure to remember that recipe because it's easy to make. I use freshly grated cheese. That's the key. Don't use a shredded shredded uh, pre shredded stuff because they put some preservative on it. Uh, what is that, John? Uh, yummy preservatives. Preservatives and cellulose. So Ce- cellulose. Yeah, so that cellulose. way it doesn't cellulose. stick. No, cellulose. Oh, okay. It's just like, but yeah, it's just fiber. Yeah, that way it doesn't stick, but if you use that, it, it kind of melt. It doesn't melt properly, so mm-hmm. it's really good. Highly recommend it. I'm getting better every single time I make a new batch, too, so. Um, nice. John or Brandon? Brandon? Okay. Uh, yeah. So yesterday was a family friend's birthday, so... I decided to give her a break from cooking and made uh, meatball subs with uh, southern fried apples as a dessert. Nice. How's that work? Wow. What, the southern fried apples? I'm intrigued. Oh, it's just, it's a stick of butter, unsalted butter, with four four thinly sliced apples, peeled, and sugar and cinnamon. Oh, you just let them more. simmer until they're nice. You just let them simmer until they're nice and tender. Oh, and then you can put them over like ice cream or whipped cream or whatever oh, you want. Oh, so that was a dessert. 
yeah, yeah. Okay, I was thinking of with the meatballs. I was like, how is that going to yes, work? Yes, put it over but the meatballs. I'm intrigued. I don't know how that would actually taste. Sweet and savory. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's like, do you guys have you guys ever eaten pork chops with applesauce? No. Yeah, oh my God, so mm-hmm. good. Oh my right? God. Yeah. Maybe it's okay, a southern thing. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah. It is southern, southern but... but yeah. I, my whole family's from back east. Somehow my mom picked that up from somewhere, so I do yeah, it myself. But, but that's yeah. a classic taste combo, savory so and sweet. Good. No, but at first when you're talking about the apple thing, Brandon, I thought you were talking about the like where you like core the apple and then just stick a uh brick of butter in it. Oh, throw really? it in the oven. Oh, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Bake it, yeah. Like a carnival yeah. kind of No, it's food? a baked apple, yeah. Trying basically, to kill ourselves. Basically, consistency kind of came out almost like a caramel in a way. Oh, so if you put it over like the over the vanilla ice cream, you know, it kind of has the same same kind of wait, consistency. Wait a minute, is it caramel or caramel? It's caramel. Oh no, that's a different oh, podcast. I'm drowning in saliva. <laughs> okay, John. Debate. Huh? Um, well, I I tend to do all, most of the cooking, so um, but the newest thing I tried doing was yesterday. I tried to bake some bread again. Used to do it oh. as a kid all the time, um, but this time I didn't proof the, the um, yeast because I just threw it in thinking it, it was still alive but uh, unfortunately my, my dough didn't rise and I was stuck there with, with some unrisen dough. That was bad dough. Yeah, I was sad but uh, I ended up fixing you know the disaster by making it into some um, scallion pancakes or some green onion pancakes. It's a delicious Taiwanese kind of bready dish. Oh. Um, but that turned out pretty well. That's yeah. why food is consi- uh, cooking is considered an art form because yeah. you can Reinterpret it, up, yeah. Change or, it up, do yeah. a different technique. Uh, exactly. Basically. Never throw it away. Just eat oh, it. Yeah. Well, it sounds. Good. I'm gonna lob. A, I'm gonna lob a question at you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the other day, I made myself a tuna melt, uh-huh. right? Ooh. And Bomb. I will typically. This is basically meat of the question. When uh, you are making a grilled sandwich, right? So like yeah. a grilled cheese, a tuna melt. On the grill. Butter yes. or mayonnaise? Oh. oh. Mm, I haven't tried mayonnaise, both. but I've heard I've heard mayonnaise works really well too. Yeah. I am disgusted by mayonnaise, so I will not eat it. Well, here's the thing. If you use mayonnaise, <laughs> it doesn't taste like mayonnaise. It tastes like pretty much like fatty butter. Um true. So the reason why you use it is it's like the insides are already kind of cooked or already warm. And you just want a nice crust, like a quick crust, you use mayonnaise. Joey, you want to know a secret? Don't use regular mayonnaise. Use QP mayonnaise oh, from Japan. Why? I'm, un- I'm it's, unfamiliar. It's the, it's the um, mayonnaise that's in the, in the baby bottle. It's not made from baby oil. It's just in the shape of a baby. So, yeah. Wait, wait, time out. Wait, it's, wait, the bottle's in the shape of a baby? A baby correct, yes. it, It's a QP. It's like a Japanese, like demon or something like that is that uh, right no, i think it's just a baby it's just a you probably, john, john where do you get yours from like trader joe's uh no uh, just asian market so okay. um the pacific islander filipino restaurant i mean restaurant, yeah. uh, market in oxford has it um yeah so any japanese asian markets yeah and it's just like a mayonnaise yeah yeah it's a japanese style so it's more tart i think um it's eggier it's it has more egg yolk in it, so it's very yeah. like, much and more. It's much more like here. peaky, I guess. Okay. It's less watery. I'll have to give it a try because I'm I'm I personally big fan of mayonnaise. Yeah, me too. Uh, 
Cute pie. Uh, if you like mayonnaise, like cute pie is like a lot. So I forgot oh, that you didn't like brand, uh, mayonnaise, Brandon. I remember one time, like you saw, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of condiments in general. So oh, I mean, no. unless it's being like baked into things or cooked into things, I will ketchup? not touch them. So uh, I'm picky about ketchup. He needs. He needs that fine Hertz ketchup. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, my tea? answer. Oh, my answer to the question is: I would generally always use mayonnaise, mayonnaise because it's easier. easier. It is easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is easier to spread on the bread. That's true. You don't yeah, have to wait easy. for it to get like softer or whatever. Also, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot easier to. It's a lot quicker to crisp up the, the bread. Is it healthier mayonnaise. alternative though? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I think they're probably, probably on the same not. spectrum. Egg yolks uh, and oil. It's probably the same. It's it's fat. It's both fats. Yeah, that's true. Um, probably. I mean, sodium probably is lesser, though. That's the one thing you could look well, at. What kind of salt if you do you no yeah, salt right. added, then yeah, yeah, butter. Um, but yeah, so that well, was anyway, our food talk. That was, <laughs> that was fat <laughs> foods with right. fat peeves. Thanks <laughs> yep. for joining, guys. We'll be back next week. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Food talk. Mm. All right. Don't oh, tune out. We're kidding. What's, what's about time <laughs> that we move on. Yeah. Now that we're hungry again. Video game. Well, I guess everybody's probably hungry now. So we're just gonna want. Maybe you can listen to us talk about video games while you go make yourself a snack. Uh, But yeah, let's just move right on along to uh, some video game news. And of course, every week we have to talk about Modern Warfare. Oh, yeah. Because it's just always it's what we're playing. It's always in the news. Something's always going on. It's tradition. So uh, it was leaked a little bit ago, maybe a few days ago, but today it was officially released. Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is out. Uh, it's It's got exclusivity for like a month on PS4. So it's out now on PS4. You'll be able to get it uh, late April on the Xbox and PC. Uh, and yeah, it's Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. It uh, It looks like it's... Uh, running on the same engine as the Modern Warfare Remastered that came out, uh, what was that, 2018? Yeah. Something like that, yeah, a while ago. Um, And, yeah, uh, what do you guys think about this? It's it's currently $20 in the PS4 store. It comes with a, it's like bundled with a ghost skin and uh, a weapon skin that makes the M4 look like the M4 from Modern Warfare 2, which is kind of neat, I guess. Moderately uh, excited about it. The price yeah. point's better. I thought it was going to be $30, and I was like, that's a little bit of an overstatement for them. Uh, right. $20 price point, I can almost agree with. When it goes on sale for $5 cheaper or even 50% off, that's where I'll be like, okay, that's where we need to be at for me personally. But I think a lot of people will pick it up for 20 bucks. Yeah, I think the twenty dollar um, price point might be a pushing it even just a little bit. Honestly, it does look it does look good in certain spots. Uh, yeah, not everywhere. Like I looked up the comparison that you mentioned before the podcast, and uh, the part that I have up is a uh, price in the in the prison, right? And the scene there, uh-huh. and that, that looks like a good shot. Like it looks pretty good, but other other times it doesn't look kind of almost it almost looks exactly the same or worse in some points yeah. i was looking at the graphics for modern warfare 2 and i actually thought like because i was watching a comparison video at one point as well and they were jumping between the two and sometimes i was like oh is that the remaster or the old one and then it would say oh original modern warfare 2 i was like 
what the hell? Like, I didn't realize how decent the graphics were back then. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like Modern Warfare 2 looked <laughs> pretty good and still holds up. So I don't really that I honestly think Modern Warfare 2 had some of the best graphics out of every Call of yeah, Duty period. Exactly. And then they moved to the new engine for Modern Warfare 3 or maybe a new iteration of the engine or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it was a new iteration of the and engine. It, I think it did too much. It's like whenever you're doing a drawing and you over render it, it looks worse. And it's just like, mm, I think it that's the problem. Modern Warfare 2 looked beautiful. Every time I look at gameplay of it, I'm like, I can't believe that game came out over 10 years ago. Like it's it's clean. Yeah, they did. Like a it's not too job. busy. Nothing's like too busy. Um, yeah, I I just uh, I, I watched. I've been like watching. Um, gameplay video like full playthroughs of some of the missions um and it's weird looking at this like remaster of modern warfare 2 right and it's it's released in the modern warfare 2019 client but it runs on this like old outdated engine right like modern warfare the new modern warfare uh runs on a brand new engine and it looks and good. And it feels good. Yeah, it's beautiful. It feels good. It sounds good. Uh, that was one big thing that I noticed uh, watching the gameplay videos is like, man, every gun in the Modern Warfare 2 remaster just sounds like a toy compared to the guns in Modern Warfare 2019. Um, AI pathing is really wonky. Um, and like, again, it's a, what, like 10 year old game at this point or something like that. Um, so, uh, it's pretty old. So, you know, when it comes to stuff like AI pathing, what do you expect? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it feels weird having this like new modern warfare and then looking at the old modern warfare and it just like being clearly not as good. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like they need to get rid of that engine. It's been because modern warfare three came out well, in what, 2020 or 20, I'm sorry, 2012. Well, and that's the thing is they have, right? Cause like the new game runs on a brand new engine. Oh no, no. It's I just... mean like they need to kill it completely. Like don't ever let anyone touch it ever again. Use the new. Yeah. Engine well, I don't, I feel like they probably aren't. I assume they wouldn't have put all this work into the new engine if they weren't going to use it universally across oh, the other games. But that's where your theory comes in about having games pre-made. Well, yeah. So, well, it's not really a theory. It was rumored around the time that the original Modern Warfare remaster came out, that they had already done the work on this uh, Modern Warfare 2 remaster and the Modern Warfare 3 remaster, and Activision was just sitting on it to wait um, wait until they released it. Um, and so looking at it now and saying that like the Modern Warfare 2 remaster has... Um, like sound files that were brought like are the same for modern warfare one remaster and stuff like that and it's like running on the same engine and looks to be the same like texture quality and stuff um yeah okay 
Um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I think it will be interesting. Um, and I hope that the next remasters that they do, uh, they are using the new engine. And I hope that no more Call of Duties are put on that old engine because I don't like it. If they if they want to go back to an old engine, go back to the Modern Warfare 2 engine and improve on that. Make it or, simple and clean. Or just get big video games. Yeah. So are you saying, are you, are you guys considering, like, considering coming to the conclusion that it's not worth purchasing this? I mean, I'm for some people that are having nostalgia. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like I, I remember having a good campaign, but it's like I don't mm-hmm. have the urge to play it again. I still own it, Call of Duty. so I don't care. Yeah. I still have an Xbox 360. I still own the original game. I don't care. I just yeah. play it on there if I needed it. Yeah. If I didn't have one and I got an itch to play it for whatever reason, yes, I would probably buy it for that cheap. Yeah. But yeah. is it isn't it also included if you buy the the ghost pack the the bundle that's on Modern yeah. Warfare? no so that really? is the bundle so like oh, you okay. buy it for 20 dollars, you get modern warfare 2 remaster and the ghost skin and the mod and the <laughs> m4 skin and uh, okay. and a bunch of other like little cos yeah, huh. this feels like they're just like kind of like oh you I'm really sure need this, this. well yeah. yeah it was weird too though because in the like data mine leak of everything it was like those were two different things like there was very right. much a like difference between those two things so, so i'm wondering if, on, no yeah i'm wondering if that was just like a placeholder or if people saw that data mine and maybe i don't know we're tweeting them or something and at the last second they were like okay maybe this is a bad look I feel yeah. like they shot themselves in the foot making that exclusive deal with PlayStation, though, because now with the coronavirus lockdowns, it's like they could have sold a lot of copies because people do want to play that. I think in a month from now, if things start freeing up where people are allowed to go out more, that's not going to happen as much. You're not going to get those sales, I think. Um, don't quote me on that, but I feel like they may be losing at least 30% of the possible sales that they could have gotten. Yeah, and like I think there's a big chance that they're going to lose a lot of impulse sales right because like people who could have bought it today on xbox or pc would have just like jumped at it bought it but now they have to wait a month and who knows they might like watch a whole playthrough of it and decide they don't really need to play through it again right um, then you know really they just wanted that, to see like the updated cutscenes and stuff it's that scratch that they have but also uh you guys have to consider that there's some younger kids that don't have access to this. So a- access the to the story before 2019 Modern Warfare, because True. of course it's a prequel, right? So, right. Um, but they kind of want to It's game. not a prequel. That. Is the, it not? So the Modern Warfare it's 2, just a Modern Warfare remaster. 1, complete different, complete different series. The Modern Warfare 2019 is a reboot of the frame. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I well, I don't even care about the new story either. It's like I don't yeah. either. I, don't know. Like, I mean, clearly hey. it's not a prequel because like Ghost is alive in Modern Warfare oh, 2019. Whoa. Well, that's not really a spoiler. He's in. Yeah, I don't know the story. I don't remember it. Well, he's a playable character in the multiplayer. Right. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta actually try the campaign. I just ever since. 
Modern oh, Warfare. You haven't, you haven't played the campaign? No. Ever since Modern oh, Warfare 3, I have not get been out. able to force myself to play a campaign. Yeah. But so that's the thing is like Modern Warfare 3's campaign is ridiculous. Um, and like you really should play this year's campaign. I'm thinking like, about it. I'll, I'm going to yeah. think about it and I'll get back to you if I end up doing it. Um, it's it's, it's been short. in my mind. It's very short. So short. it's only like four hours. Maybe. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Maybe like, five. When it ended, I thought that was like the, maybe like the mid midsection of a story. It just ends. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. It, it feels I mean, like a long action. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a fun campaign, but story-wise, it was kind of lacking. Yeah, it's more of a like a throwback to the feel of Modern Warfare, but it's definitely not a strong story at all. It's it's like your standard movie trope. Yeah, it's very much like a Michael Bay. Kind that almost of makes you want to play movie. it less, though. Like the first half of Michael Bay movie. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I I do think they do some interesting things in the story, and it's cool to see Price do Price stuff. Oh, I love Price. Um, it, okay, uh, I don't know if you guys play the old. This... Go ahead. Finish well, story. I was going to say, if you have any, like, interest, I guess, in, like, military stuff, it's interesting because they, it almost feels like a greatest hits of, like, conflicts from the past, like, decade. Like there's like a Benghazi mission and like yeah. a like an equivalent of a like Osama like you know house takedown mission. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean that's that's always been the case with modern warfare's um missions. It's always like kind of these little little um, vignettes of either yeah. real life or like movie military movie right. kind of yeah. Very like, relevant. When when you go back and play like modern warfare, uh Call of Duty for Modern Warfare it's very much like um well the american campaign is very much like you know a rocky war like tons of boots on the ground tons of metal tons of muscle and we're gonna roll in and liberate whereas you know obviously there's not as much of that going on currently in the world warfare so modern warfare 2019 campaign takes a very different approach yeah um, what I was saying is, I don't know if anyone played, I, I know at least a couple of you played the old, old Call of Duty campaigns. I think it was, uh, two, I think they reused Captain Price, uh, the name at least, uh, for like when it was in World War Two, And I remember the, like, it was your sergeant or whatever got shot towards the end of the game. I'd never felt so much emotion in a game before that one. And it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Because that, yeah, that's my word for two on story. It's just really good. No, no, no. I'm talking about like Call of Duty 2, period. Oh, two. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during World War Two, And it was just like that game captivated me and got me into the series. I still wish I could play. I wish they would do a reboot of Call of Duty 2 just to have those old guns and that gameplay because I miss it so much. I'm happy. I was so happy to hear that they had the car 98 in the um, in Modern Warfare now because that gun was my jams. That one in the Lee Enfield. But um, yeah, so we'll see what happens, but pick it up on uh, Sony store right now if you guys are interested out today and it's coming out april 30th to the rest of the platforms um just so you can hit that nostalgia itch 
but yeah that's actually something um i didn't check yet and didn't really think about is is it available in the store by itself or do you have to have the modern warfare client to get and can you get it with the warfare client i don't think so i think it's a separate Modern warfare so weird now so i think it's separate it was very much it might be separate because I know I it is on the battle.net right launcher. So, but um, yeah, you can get back to us with that one. Let us know. Uh, we're actually going to move on to the next topic. Uh, it's about video games actually becoming a uh, healthy social interaction now. Uh, what? Who and other government agencies are saying that video games uh, are the way to go. Uh, it keeps you indoors, keeps you safe, keeps you interacting with people. Um, and keeps you engaged uh and from boredom so they're actually promoting that people do that and (coughs) excuse me a lot of people are actually taking part of uh social interaction graduations and weddings even uh online in different video games so that's pretty crazy to hear what are you guys thoughts on that no no one has any thoughts i guess not (laughs) no sorry i was turning on a microphone or some audio on my end as uh as a prescribed introvert i um i i don't mind this people just have to realize that there there's some getaways you just need to find a getaway and uh some people can be late to the party some people can be quote-unquote bandwagoners but the more the merrier it's just the what we're in right now is just opening people's eyes to what and bringing down barriers to for people to be more accepting if you know what i mean right and i think it's funny um that and brandon mentioned this as well before the podcast that uh the same people that were condemning video games saying that they they incite violence and everything are now pushing for it maybe not every single one of them but a good portion of them are saying this this is a good way to do this it's almost like shoving your kid in front of the tv like oh go watch tv billy it's uh, you know be quiet for a little bit it's kind of like that exact same thing it's telling people oh well stay indoors go play video games do whatever you have to do to keep yourself busy um and it's it's crazy to me to think that this is a huge promotion now that there's government agencies that are specifically saying play video games it's a good way to stay uh social and healthy mentally um when we're going through all this and I feel like that's always been the case. You're able at the, you know, just by logging onto a computer or a cell phone, able to interact with people and still feel like you're in a room with them without having to physically be there. Yeah. Yeah, Someone, someone who's uh, completely against blaming video games for addictive personalities. Uh, I think this is a great change. Uh, But after all this passes over, I'm I'm sure we'll go back to blaming video games for everything. I think they're yeah, still going to be blamed by some people, but I don't think it's going to go down. Yeah, we're not talking about video games as in like you know like single players. I'm talking about as a social like kind of um, sure uh, right replacement. Games is a good thing. I don't think they're they're like kind of backtracking on the whole uh, video games cause violence. At least which organization is this? Um, who well, is the, the one that said that? But I don't think who well, is the who, one that. Yeah, who hasn't blamed video games for being no. uh, the proponent for violence? Yeah. They've and I think designated video game game as an as an addiction. Okay, it's right. just so, it's... so so being so yeah so it's uh, yeah it's completely different. So it's like 
being a social, I mean, uh, having a social life on video games is different than being completely like addicted to it. Yeah, shut in, addicted. So I think that's a different kind of thing they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's interpretations of it. That's the way that I looked at it. I just thought it was humorous that um, yeah. now society is pushing towards that and you're seeing more and more and more people that I feel like have spoken against it. Even just talking to people that I know uh, that are usually not into video games and like look at me funky because I play them quite a bit are getting more heavily into them or allowing more of it because we're in this situation. And I think that there is going to be more of a general acceptance afterwards because people are being introduced to it and starting to slowly understand that there's more of a realm beyond someone sitting in the room that smells like shit and doesn't get much air. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, gaming and like nerd culture, I guess you could call it in yeah. general has been getting more mainstream. That's uh, good. So it, you it could sense. either say, I told you so for being for knowing that video games is a good outlet for getting together with friends or you could say hey glad you're here let's uh let's uh party up and have a fun on the game yeah uh it's social distance no except yeah. with uh loving arms we want more and more people to understand and be a part of it it's um eliminating ignorance towards something that people shouldn't even be angry about in the first place but also the main uh, the main gist of this is just the reason why the government is getting behind this is it's just another opportunity for people to reduce their stress because cabin fever is real, especially with the coronavirus around. Right. Uh, because right. So with video games, you also have video chats. I've, there's a lot of people that are doing video chat workouts together. Like we've done it last week too. So right. It's so it's and now they're everything's video chat, phone, online, everything. So it's just part of the game now. Yeah, let's take advantage of the technology and not treat it like it's a demon. Finally, and I think it's a small minority of people that are, like that are very vocal. The loudest people. Yeah, just have the government endorse VR chat, and we'll be good. <laughs> there you go. Ooh. Or oh send God. everyone a free VR headset. I'm down with that. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Trump. We can interact with each other online there. You're, we know you're looking for ideas. Listen to this one. Yeah. Um, nice. Any comments, Joey? Um, yeah, I was I was just going to say, like, realistically, from, like, the Who's perspective, this is just them being like, hey, video games are a way that you can interact with other people and like get that social interaction interaction in your life without actually having to be in the same space with them. Um, and like, honestly, I've already felt that with animal crossing. Um, it's kind of funny how like animal crossing kind of came out at like the perfect time for this. Uh, because yeah, I've definitely friends that I would be seeing in real life. Like I, a friend from LA who was supposed to come up for like a week. Uh, who can't now, obviously, because all the coronavirus stuff. Um, and me and a group of my friends, we all just hung out in like a phone chat uh, and played Animal Crossing for four hours. Just you know, chill. and went and hung out and just like went and looked at each other's islands and caught bugs together and goofed around and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's like video games definitely provide a space for um and like a casual game like kind of like 
I should say not casual because obviously like Animal Crossing has room for people to get like really hardcore with it. Right. But it's not intimidating. Right. Like you look at Animal Crossing and you're like, that's cute and looks fun and I can jump into it and probably have a good time with it. Yeah, it's a low um, barrier of entry. Yeah, a real low barrier to entry. So um, it's a really easy thing for for all my friends to just pick up on the Switch and have a pretty good time with. Um, it also makes me think about like you mentioned VR chat earlier, but um, I think about like old things like uh, PlayStation Home and stuff like that. You guys remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, it's like we need more of that. I want like virtual. I want like the second life, like virtual spaces for us to hang out. And I guess effectively, like VR chat is kind of like that. Um, and you don't really need a VR headset to play VR chat. You can play with a mouse and keyboard, but like, come on, it's called VR. It makes a difference, yeah. Um. But now going from that into like apps that are promoting you to go outside, uh, getting updates, actually, like Pokemon Go is a good example. A lot of Niantic's games, um, including that one and like the Harry Potter one that was released at the end of last year or the middle of last year, uh, are doing new updates to for indoor usage instead. So it's going to actually track your steps indoors. Not quite sure how they're going to do that. Maybe using your gyroscope. It's. It's always done that, but I think they're just going to like track it a little better yeah. or your pedometer in the in the phone uh, rather than GPS instead. Um, and I mean, my house is so small. I, I there's no I could walk like 10 steps. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm kind of trapped. But um, yeah, just giving like updates like that. I'm interested to see how they're going to do it uh, and what else they're going to do, because I know last month we talked about that they released the uh, incense, the 15 free incense as a gift for people and that they increased the spawning, which did absolutely jack shit for me, by the way, because I live in the middle of nowhere, as I had said, and every once in a while, I'm just like, for the hell of it, let me just see. And I turn it on and I pop an incense just for the heck of it, waste 30 minutes of that, and I get one or two Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, that's always been the problem with Pokemon Go with rural players. Well, but it used to be better when it first came out i remember pokemon used to spawn really? more oh. randomly um what, what you didn't live but you didn't live in i was still living place. at my parents though at that point yeah. so it was a little bit easier but i know Let's even see. when i went to visit friends that lived further out or sarah's mom which lives further out as well in the middle of nowhere i still found stuff um but hopefully they go more towards that for right now or they even make hubs where like you have wi-fi um or like in clusters of wi-fi that would be an interesting way to go about it and so if you see like four or five uh wi-fi networks together it makes uh, a hub there so it actually spawns it makes a spawn at that point that would be a way to combat it but yeah, what are your I like guys i like i would like to have like a portable uh pokey stop like you just you can you can earn or plop something it down. You can place it yeah plop it down spin it get your balls for the day because uh, right now, yeah, it's hard to kind of go out to the park. Yeah, do that and, and just raise stuff. the cooldown on the spin by a, a minute or yeah. two. Yeah, I can, just, that's... I can just imagine that. You know, <laughs> like, down a Pokestop and people just standing outside your house. Right? Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Quarantine yeah, bastards! Well, just for the people. Yeah. But for the person it would probably it. just... Yeah, it'd probably just be av- available to you. I don't know. They're in a weird spot 
because like yeah pokemon go and and obviously the harry potter one too are like designed to be outdoor activities that you're supposed to do around other people um and like you just can't do that right now so they're like really struggling to figure out how to switch the game over to be something that you can play without ever leaving your house um and like yeah i mean pj is right like you don't really get pokemon spawns um like around your house um and if you're not near a pokestop you're kind of screwed on that um they i just recently got an update on my phone today saying that they doubled the radius of gyms so you can like battle gyms and it nope and that's the thing is it's like like what are you guys doing like you're just you're like you're helping the person that lives right outside of a pokemon like they don't want to go all the way and just be like okay you can do gyms from your house or okay you can do raids from your house or like okay you can hit pokestops from your house well from the article that i read they're trying to do that right now yeah but that's what i'm saying so it's like they're going to need to do like fundamental changes to the way that these games work that i think is just not like right now they're just like putting band-aids on the holes that water's brushing through trying to keep the boat afloat right yeah and really ultimately they're trying to get to harbor so they can get a new boat because the boat right now is not working yeah and they're going to need this different boat for a while. And they can probably go back to the boat. That other boat just needs repairs. They can go whenever the coronavirus stuff ends, go back and get that other boat. Right. But, but who knows? They might get into this other this other boat and people are like, damn, this boat's kind of nice. Right. Maybe we should yeah, stick yeah. with this boat where and I they'll play try to from my away. house. Yeah, they'll try yeah. to take it away and the people get pissed off. And then it's just like, okay, well all the things that we did were reversed. So I understand it's a weird yeah. balance that they're stuck in. Um, it's almost I like, do like they yeah, have I do to like do like going outside and doing it. You know, it's like, I yeah. like the original. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is like figuring out a way to balance it so yeah. that you have incentives to go outside. Right. I was going to like, say afterwards, they make it. So um, if you go outside and go to a naturally occurring Pokestop or whatever, you get doubles or you get more XP or you get better drops or something like that. Something that's going to tell them, tell people to go outside. There's, of course, there's still going to be people that sit inside. There's still people that sit inside and play the game regardless of they get anything out of it. Um, but I think there's, there is a solution to it. They just, at this point, in order to keep the game alive and not dead in the next few months, is they have to jump on it and just go and bite the bullet. It's better that they get six more months out of it now and let it die afterwards, or um, they wait and it dies preemptively, my opinion. At least the, the gamble will be worth it in the long run, probably. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think they like. I think they're definitely going to survive this. It's just a matter of like, do they switch it up and allow people to play from home, or do they just hit take the like six month hit, and then yeah. leave it like it is, and people will get back to it? Because like ultimately, you know, like, like 
totally I haven't really mind. played for a month, but I'm not over here like, oh, yeah. man, I can't play Pokemon. Oh. Yeah, but you know when people I mean? move on from it, that's the thing that I would I would consider. It is an older game now. It's getting there. It, for a mobile game, it's actually old. <laughs> so Well, I don't know, because it's it like I definitely will go out for the events and stuff and like I really ulti- it just comes down to the fact that you can't really go outside right now. Right. And it was an activity that I would go out and do with a group of people. So you know, when whenever you're allowed to go back out and hang out with groups of people, I'm probably gonna play the game again. It's just for a while you can't do that. Well, so I, I think, think it has some cool changes because um you have the it's like tracking treadmills and stuff like that when you more indoor steps and stuff like that, which I think the original way they tracked step was it was on a timer and it was it counted your distance in a straight line. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, you curve, I think it was GPS. But, yeah, so if you if you did a loop and you didn't hit that timer, what it, it you know it counted that distance, it wouldn't count. Right, which is really frustrating. So, so like, yeah, I like how they're like I was that. saying, like a an in a built-in pedometer, the built-in pedometer in the yeah. phone will probably take a bigger uh resource hit. Now, the only problem with that is like some phones just do shitty at that. Yeah. So we'll see. It's not going to work perfectly for everyone, but anyone that has a newer phone will be possibly better off. Um, yeah. So maybe these changes might make it better when, when we finally go outside. It might make it better for that gameplay too. Um, but speaking of new, interesting spins on older games, Minecraft Dungeons to come out uh, mm-hmm. at the end of May. Uh, I know we're all interested in that just because we play the crap out of Minecraft, especially on John's stream right now. And we're digging it. Uh, to me, it looks kind of uh, like. Uh, uh, oh no! Digging it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> I made a pun. Um, it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> but it it reminds Good me one. of old N sixty four Gauntlet almost. Oh, such a great game. Uh, oh, I loved yes, Gauntlet man. so much. It was such a great game. This is gonna add like potions and uh oh. kind of minecrafty stuff to it but i'm actually super excited for it i hope it's at least four people if not more uh it would be really cool what do you guys think of that i miss co- i just gotta say i miss co-op games like that yeah. Yeah. Right. they're the best i'm looking forward for a new arpg oh so minecraft dungeons yeah, yeah. Minecraft. Oh, what? an eight a uh Action, action RPG. RPG. Oh, so okay. Diablo, Wilson, Path of Exile. My issue with Diablo is it was too in depth. Um, I don't like that. So that's why Minecraft Dungeons, I think, is going to be a broken down, simplified version of it, and that will call me back to it because that's what Gauntlet was. It was very simplistic. Yeah, it was a dungeon crawler. You upgraded certain spells. Each character had its own ability. Um, it was very much a 90s and 64 game and i was happy with that and that's what i want to call back to uh whereas diablo is like oh optimizing builds and what's the best way that i can make this speed and what item do i need in order to increase the spell damage on this and this is just too much number crunching for me i want to enjoy the game and just play it i know some people love that sure. and hats off to you glad you do i, I cannot good. Yeah. i love numbers but in certain games not in like one like that but 
I think everyone here is probably going to end up getting it eventually. <laughs> Do they have a price on it yet? Uh, I didn't see one. I did see release date of possibly May 26th, so I'm taking that one with a grain of salt. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on the Mojang market or if it's going to be... You know what? I'll do research on that really quick in a second, but Joey, do you uh, want to take it? It'll a... probably be on Microsoft. It's already uh, it's already in like the Mojang like Minecraft oh, browser. Okay. Like, oh, it when is. When you open okay. it up, you have Java there, and then right beneath it is Minecraft Dungeons. Okay, yeah, no, you're um, right. But you, you so... probably have to buy it through Microsoft, though. I, uh, I, no, you can go on the Mojang mm-hmm. website. Um, let me, I'm going to it right now. It's going yeah, to be... You're effectively still buying it through Microsoft. Yeah, I own it. So there's the base game for Windows 7 and Windows 10, $19.99. And then they have the Hero Edition, which is base game, Hero Cape, two-player skins, chicken pet, and two DLC packs, which um, the DLC is the only thing in that whole thing that actually sounds like it's useful for 10 bucks. Why is DLC already? It's just future-proofing it for you, which I think is ridiculous. Okay. Just, yeah. Wait, is it like a season pass for DLC that's going to come out? Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. So that's the mm, Hero Edition. Yeah. But you got to get that Hero Cape. Uh, yeah. um, I don't know how I feel about that for yeah. like a game like this. Seriously. Yeah. We'll I, I, yeah, I think buying it just straight out. Because if it's going to be $10, no matter what, you're not gaining anything. Uh, just wait until you get the packs coming out and see if you like the game first. So that's funny, though. We'll see. 20 bucks isn't too bad, though. I, I would definitely throw Mojang some money for that or Microsoft. Or I guess. Microsoft, yeah. Uh, um, so I don't remember. Does it have classes? Uh, no, not really. But it looks, you can your, you your can class is kind of. Yeah, I was going to say like so it's kind of based around like your armor and weapons. Uh, your armor and your weapon. So yeah. I'm pretty sure like your weapon will have uh an ability on it and uh i think you get bows with abilities and then your like face button abilities will be um like different things like i'm watching some gameplay right now it looks like one of their face button abilities is some dynamite so they're gonna just, like lob dynamite forward enchantments yeah. out of the like into the game um like, i don't know uh, if you want to be a tanky guy you get tanky armor and tanky weapons Kind of yeah and if you want to be a mage you get like light armor and grab the magic like a mage staff that can do like a magic spell or something and maybe like throw potions or something like that so you can swap on the fly i don't mind that that sounds interesting no i'm definitely really interested in it because like you said it, it does look like um looks it's like it's very similar to something like diablo but without having all of that um min maxing stuff going on um it, it looks much more like stripped down and laid back and kind of like um there, there's always an element in like an arpg where you like you're like really looking at loot and you're like ah do i want this yeah and then does you this fit my build whereas i have a feeling that like this game will be more of like you walk up onto a sword and you're like, nope, this isn't the type of sword I want. Right. Or like, yeah. oh, I'm not playing a mage, so F all these wands. Right. So more strange than my friend. Well, yeah. and yeah, and I'm wondering if they don't do the class system, if it's going to be like 
Oh, I picked up a staff. I'm now able to use magic. I, yeah, that would be like, really that's, cool. That's the case. Um, I'd prefer that method. Uh, but Joey, uh, did you want to take the next topic? Ooh. Oh, wow. no way. Yeah. So uh, it was just uh, reported um, a couple days ago. Um, I don't remember. I'm gonna look for the source here. But, uh, oh, I guess it was straight out of Epic. But, um, yeah, Epic Games announced that they uh, made a publishing partnership with Gen Design, Play Dead, and Remedy Entertainment. Um, so, of course, uh, Gen Design is uh, the studio from the developer uh, or the lead behind um, Shadow of the Colossus. Which was and the best. The Last game. Guardian and stuff. So um, good. Play Dead is, of course, responsible for um, games like Inside and Limbo. I believe Limbo was an XBLA title, right? Um, but yeah, at Inside, um, you know, they're like little, what do you like, classify those? Like puzzle platformers? Horror yeah. puzzle pla- platformers? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even say yeah. horror because a lot of it yeah. was. Oh, you know you what? The Inside. And Limbo? Yeah, there's that. And then Inside right. turns really funky towards the end. So yeah. Uh, never mind, um, I'll take that back. Yeah, and then of course, Remedy Entertainment, um, creators of Control, responsible for uh, Max Payne, Quantum Break, and of uh, course, Alan, Alan Wake. Wake. That, that game, yeah, so good, loved it. Um, yeah, so it looks like um, Epic Games is going to be funding the development of um, of their next projects so um, that that calls to me what makes me wonder are they going to do an alan wake 2 do you think now that they're going to get some funding? so okay that's real, right so that's kind of a weird thing um one of the dlcs for control looks like it's going to be alan wake based so on that real quick i watched a playthrough of it or at least like a video that kind of discussed it and there is an easter egg to alan wake uh in it which kind of spoils the game of alan wake um so light or heavy spoilers i guess if I you mean, don't ever want to play it's it. like the context game, so i'm not too worried context so alan yeah. wake uh or at least like the easter egg in control there's a writer that's locked in a room thinking that he's trapped in one of his own stories huh and uh so apparently as joey mentioned there's a dlc that might be kind of part of okay so that would answer the the question because that's that's what's been killing me because i i love the way that alan wake ended but at the same time i'm just like uh but what now (laughs) where's this gone um and that was that was a super unique game uh i haven't played anything like it again and before that so i really hope that they do something else with it um it scared the living shit out of me i don't remember i don't know if you remember brandon because it was so long ago but i remember walking into the bathroom and the bathroom stall door crashing open and me screaming as loud as possible and there was nothing there it was just an empty toilet but i had no idea why and then i'm like brandon i think there's something behind me and there was nothing in there there were some there were some good memories with that game. Oh yeah, no, I pissed myself at least three times in a day playing Ooh, that game. I, Your poor chair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm wondering if they're gonna do something more with that. But it sounds like with um control, they're already working on that. Uh, design. 
Uh, gen design. I I wonder what they'll go for next because I loved Shadow of the Colossus. I'm hoping they do more along the lines of that type of game. Um, Ico is okay. I'm not a big fan of like a convoy esque type game where you're protecting someone else. And then Guardian is kind of the same idea, I guess. But you're the person that's being protected. So it was a kind of the bird dog thing. Yeah. The giant griffin type thing. So it, it, it looks cool. And I still, I haven't invested enough time into it to make a full conclusive thought on it, but I, um, I did play a few hours of it and I was having a hard time getting sucked into it. Shadow of the Colossus is instant because you're like pretty much right away. You run into a Colossus to fight and you're like, holy crap, this is crazy. You're fighting a giant thing. It's chasing you. You feel vulnerable, but at the same time, like you can sneak around. It, it was nothing like any game I've ever played. And I loved it so, so much. I even got the remastered of it. Yeah, I think so. Like on your point about you, how you like Shadow of the Colossus, but not the other games. I think the key element in those other games is that like AI companion element, right? Right. And it's like, like the I always feel like the immersion, the most immersion breaking things um, in games are like things that show you the seams of the game, right? Yeah. So it's like. And and I think AI in particular is really bad at showing those seams because it, it in a lot of the cases with AI you start to like learn their behavior and you really start to see the game because it's like okay well if I do this they move over here or like this is how I can get them to do this. Yeah, and then then you're learning it, how to play it, the AI more than the game. Right. And it just like breaks your immersion. Whereas like in the case of like Shadow of the Colossus, you have you who you're controlling, and then you have these giant beasts that you're dealing with, but you don't ever interact with them in in a way really that uh like really shows their I mean, like, obviously there's like attack patterns and stuff like that, but you're not like interacting with the same beast over and over again no. and seeing the same actions from them for the entirety of a of a game. Well, and I guess in another way you can look at it is the Ico and Last Guardian are more focused on micro play. Whereas I feel like Shadow of the Class is more focused on the macro play. You're you're focusing on the stuff around you rather than what's immediately in you in front of you, like the other character. Um, so that might be the difference for me. I've always been a big picture type of person. I hate sitting there with little finicky things and having to do little monotonous tasks. Uh, and I feel like that's all Ico was is like, girl, stay here. I'm going to protect you. I go do this. You stand here, do this. And that was another thing that irritated me with certain Legend of Zelda games like Wind Waker. Whenever you had to have the the girl, the feathered girl, I believe, and you had to have her stand somewhere while you went and did something else. I, I've always been a big. Yeah, I mean, it's the complaint with all like AI companions is that they're like dumb and can't fend for themselves and ultimately are just a liability. Yeah, um, that's why I think it's so like games will get a lot of praise for when they do it right. 
Right. So like the last of us is a good example where like, you know, you don't have to worry about Ellie. Well, like, it's almost like, like you have to make the, the NPC OP in order for it to be okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, like she's not like, she's not OP in the sense of she's like out there killing all the zombies or whatever. But she takes care but, of like, herself and hides. Y- yeah. You don't need to worry about it her and she's not standing in the middle or, looking at the sky going it's so pretty yeah, out that's today. the one thing is that you definitely again seeing the seams there's the immersion breaking there where like the zombies don't see ellie because like that would be all, the stealth sequences would be impossible if the zombies could see ellie well they place the that immersion in on the cutscenes rather than the gameplay because there is a portion if i remember properly once again i haven't played this game in over five years uh where she gets seen by a zombie and then you go like she's told to run by your character i can't think of his name right now uh and hide somewhere else but like it goes after her so there is that in there so they establish like she has she can be seen there is stuff but they do it in the cutscenes, which makes it done right because you don't have to actually deal with it in the actual situation it's just something yeah. that's there i just mean it's a little immersion breaking when you like see a zombie walk right past her oh yeah during a stealth sequence you know oh yeah no but, okay um yeah you know ai it's always um it's always kind of rough and yeah the last guardian is a lot to talk about your like monotonous stuff it's a lot of like okay dog i don't remember the name of the dog beast thing but it's like okay i'm gonna walk over here and pick this barrel up and walk over here with this barrel and i'm gonna throw it to you and i need to hope your ai is good enough to catch it yeah it's like nobody wants to deal with this it's it's janky i'm not saying that the game is bad by any means i know a lot of people love that game and they were waiting for it i was super stoked about it because i loved shadow of the Colossus so much and i was hoping for more of a shadow of the Colossus. it adventure but you had something to fight the beast with um but like i said i haven't played far enough in the game to see if it ever develops to that point but just the points that i played it was much of a how do i figure out how to do this with these two characters um because one's too big and one's too small and they played off of that way too much like oh he can fit through a little hole in the wall but the beast has to climb over everything and he the little kid can't fly so the beast has to fly it's just like I think a game that did it really well was uh, Brothers because it was two different characters with two different strengths, but they worked seamlessly together. I I played a few hours of that one and everything in there seemed smooth and transitioned well. Wasn't that made yeah. to be a co-op game? Uh, least, I, bl- I think it had co-op. I never played it co-op, but it was a... The way I played it was a single-player game, but the... AI did a good job. Once again, oh, another great. game that did a yeah. really good job at an AI that's not brain dead. So developers get your AI right. Um but let's move into the indie game quickie section now. We talk Ooh, about quickie. indie oh, games wow. that are going on right now, developing and some of them uh just came out recently. One such example is One Step from Eden, which Damn. um I had seen a couple days ago and i see it every time i log into steam and i was like oh my god what is that it looks cool but i don't know what it is and then i finally did some research and saw it is basically a Mega Man battle network clone and i absolutely am a huge fan of those i loved every single one of them i think well i played at least i played two three and i think i played part of four i think there was a fifth one but i never got that one um 
I actually might look into this one depending on price. I didn't really look at price yet, but it looks so cool. The gameplay looks fun. I think it's overwhelming for a lot of people. It definitely has a, a barrier to entry for learning the gameplay, but once you learn it, it's very interactive and crazy. Um, but I know, Joey, you played it as well, right? Battle Network? Oh, yeah. No, I played a ton of the Battle Network games on like Game Boy and DS. Um, yeah, I'm, they're really, really cool. I was, I, I really enjoy how they're like a little bit of turn-based RPG and also a little bit of like deck building card game. Um, like part of my favorite part of the battle network games was like collecting all the cards so that you could use them in combat and like getting a new card and having like a new ability, or I think they were called chips in those games. Right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, it was a more engaging Pokemon almost kind of, um, and like, obviously I, I would say probably like the weakest part of the, um, battle network games were the stories. Oh yeah. They were trash. But, it's just um, like, let's go to the yeah. school. Oh no. A virus infected the computers. Let's plug in Mega Man. Oh no. Yeah, Like it's ultimately oh. just a lot of reasons for you to do stuff and like play the game oh, like the... very kind of dumb jrpg like <laughs> but it worked it was cheesy but it worked and the one that i always loved the most is when you went to the zoo with your class and it's like oh no there's a virus inside of the cages that are unlocking all the cages where the animals are uh, and then oh, no. everyone died well Yay. i mean the tiger only Spoiler killed alert. one small child it's okay. and, and then Ultimately, it would just be a reason for you to like go up to the four different cages and jack into them and do a battle against like the viruses. It was fun. I loved it. And then like, I don't know how or why, but I guess they'd have a collar or something and an animal would be irritated. And it was the virus that was irritating. And I'm like, that's a little bit of a stretch, but I'll take it, I guess. Uh, So, yeah, it made me laugh. Um, and I'm glad that they're finally there's another game that's similar to it out there. Uh, so now that game's on my list and then pray to the gods because that's the Shadow Colossus clone that I've been waiting for, too. So I got to eventually get those. I just I'm broke. <laughs> um, next one uh, for indie game would be the complex, which is actually more of an interactive movie. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Kind of oh. like Night Trap and some older games like that. I find them fun. I mean, they're on this comes into the whole argument of what is defined as a game. You know, is it just your interaction with what's going on the screen or like what what can we really call a game? I find I find them mildly entertaining. They're usually pretty cheesy because acting's not great in them, Uh, but I think they're okay. This one actually looks like they they got actors and actresses though to to do it just from the the limited trailers that i've seen um and even the shots look nice they don't look all fuzzy and grainy like most games like this do uh granted a lot of the ones that i watched prior were older from like the 90s or late 80s but this one seems like they put time and effort into it yeah because um, i only well not only but most recent i guess interactive movie was bandersnatch on netflix and that was like a full production too. yeah that's a good example um yeah whether it's a game i don't know <laughs> so 
So Joey's taking a course on this right now. Um, what are the thoughts of your professor and what you're learning in that class right now, Joey? Yeah, like the vibe that I get is like it comes down to like what the agency is, like how the viewer or player has agency over the story. Um, a lot of the time with like something like banter snatch or like what it looks like here with the complex, you have very binary choices that just flow down a, uh, a like flow chart and will eventually end on, you're basically like traveling down a path and just getting to an end point. Um, whereas like, if you, if you look at something like, uh, look at a game like, uh, any of the telltale games, right. Mm -hmm. You're actively in control of a character and you're moving them around the space and you can interact with objects that don't necessarily have agency on progressing the story forward. Um, I, I think that's ultimately like what it comes down to is does every interaction exist to move the story to the next story beat? Right. Like a lot, like uh, we'll look at like uh, the uh, quantum dream games. Right. So like uh, be uh, become Detroit, become human. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very similar, like very similar to an interactive movie, but the difference is you're um, you're actively engaging with the character that you're playing as in moving them around the space and doing things in the space that don't move on to the next point. It it almost reminds me of uh, the argument that people used to have with. Uh... You remember the quest books where it's like turn to page 122 for the next selection. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, people yeah, were like, Oh, that. those aren't books. Those are, you know, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, well, obviously it's still a book, but you're not reading the whole thing unless if you play it a hundred times. Um, so I think it's kind of a weird hybrid that we still haven't explored enough to categorize yet. I mean, I know there's a lot of examples out uh, on things like complex but at the same time it, it's not widespread or known enough to be like oh this is definitely what it is or it's it's its own category yeah. but well but as it is right now i feel like bandersnatch did set the precedence it's yeah. if you keep that in mind probably complex would probably be more of an interactive yeah. film what is yeah, bandersnatch it's, it's about? in between uh it's about a game designer who does stuff? I don't. It's remember. essentially about a game designer who goes yeah. crazy. Yeah, huh. it's very meta. So that's that's yeah, it that is very meta. I I didn't like about it is like I wanted to just follow his story and not be about you know uh, interactive movies, but it turned into like this whole meta commentary. So you're saying it movies. took away from um, the yeah. film? Yeah, it, um, at least for me. Um, I mean, it was fun. It was like, hey, look, we're playing an interactive Netflix movie. But at the same time, like I just want to have it. I just want to follow that story. When did Bandersnatch come out? Twenty eighteen, two years ago, something like that. Oh, okay, I'm so there, there haven't been too many yeah. coming out. Yeah. 
So yeah. for me, I feel like this comes down to like what defines gameplay, right? So like if you can define gameplay as a binary choice between two options that move the story forward, then sure, I guess right, yeah. an interactive well, like, movie um, is a game. Yeah. But I feel like gameplay kind of like exactly. So would you call implies like a, something deeper, like a deeper like interaction? It's, it's about the journey. It's not just yeah. what the checkpoint uh, pinnacle choice that matters. It's how you get there. It, like I always go back to Mass Effect as a choices matter, yeah. or even like the Walking Dead uh, game series. That's that's still a game to me. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you can break down gameplay. Like, uh, games have different types of gameplay. Like, single games have like kind of shooters built into it, and they have like maybe puzzlers. You know, I feel like this style of gameplay, this interactive movie, is could technically be like it's decision making gameplay. gameplay. Yeah. Um. So you're, you're essentially just playing God for that yeah. character that you're quote unquote playing as. Because right. when you get to a Mass Effect dialogue tree. You don't stop playing a game. It's still a game. Just just because you're making dialogue choices doesn't mean you're not, you know, so, it's not a game anymore. So then let yeah. me beg the question to this, going back to the book example. If someone's reading one of those books, quote unquote reading one, because I guess to an extent they are, is that a game book? Would you consider that a game yeah. book? That, it, I think I think it's, it's just a game. A you're playing a game. An interactive book. No, see, I think it's just an interactive book because yeah. I feel like for it to a game be a game book, there has to be like conflict that you resolve somehow with it's, a gameplay system. It's almost like you're combining however many iterations or pathways. Like, let's say there's ten iterations or choices you can make for outcomes. That's like ten books in one, essentially, but with crossover points. I get it's that. It's still a book. I, I get both points. I'm going to say it's a game. I'm going to say they're both games. Anything where I'm making a decision or I'm not fully like watching the screen and just letting it yeah. happen is a game to me. And it's I, more, yeah, it's it, more movie than game, but I still think right. So I, I think John agrees with me on that. Brandon, what's yeah. your take? It sounds like it's a two to two right now. Let's get this tie. Tiebreaker. Uh, choose For me. This do, 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 one in particular, I can't defend and say if I classify as the game. Something like, um, what was the one from the 80s that we keep mentioning? Night Trap? Night Trap. Yeah, Night Trap. That one I would consider a game in a way because there is like actual outcomes that come from what you do. Um, well, and then Contradiction, as I point out. Yeah, we don't really we know. We don't really know because we watched Night Trap. Game Grumps did a great job at showing the whole game and it was hilarious. And I feel like there is for the complex too. It's just we don't have enough knowledge of it. Right. To be able yeah, to true. We've it. just seen like a trailer for it. But so. I think that these can be classified as games for the most part. So then I'll extend this out to the audience, too, on our Facebook or our Twitter. Please let us know what you think about that, because we're intrigued. Uh, this is kind of controversial, depending on which side you sit on. Um, so let us know in the comments below here's, our post. Here's for this. an interesting question, though. Here's an interesting question. Oh, okay. How about TV shows? Remember back in the day, we had Smell-O-Vision briefly? Wait, what? Where, where would that lie? Would that just be an interactive TV? That's just a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, 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 4D, that's 4D TV. 4D. Right Again, 4D I feel TV, like it comes okay. back to like gameplay systems. Like, yeah. 
So like if you look at like Night Trap, right? The gameplay system in Night Trap is that you're flipping between rooms and you need to like do quick time events essentially to keep the people from dying. That's true. Okay, I can understand where you're coming from now versus oh, I watched this. Do I want to be an asshole or do I want to be a nice person? Like or like That's That's why I actually think that like adventure games like the Telltale games are a closer analog because it's kind of like it's almost like gameplay in between. You're creating a personality choices. for a person. So you're, you're yeah. creating a, a character kind of like in D&D. So uh, another uh, approach before we move on. Sorry, we're drawing this out, but I want all right. to find out why. Why do you think the complex went the way of a game instead of posting it on a streaming service? Budget, probably yeah it's an indie it's a it's a small indie it seems like from what i'm seeing i could be wrong but uh from what i saw it looks like they're they're just trying to get it out there it's kind of like all the programs the the development programs that are on steam why aren't those on their own website or bigger well, things or with Microsoft? we also talked about this earlier a few weeks ago about how it's really easy to put your own show on amazon prime somehow so True. I don't think that would be an excuse for a low budget. Do you think it probably got it, more attention this way? It might just be the the company is just more familiar with uh, publishing a game rather than a movie. I mean, yeah. it's completely. True. I mean, uh, it might. I mean, I don't think it's that much different from, from what yeah. they're doing, but it might be completely different for uh, a business that. Yeah, that know, makes sense. The workflow. Exactly. Yeah. The workflow to get it done. Yeah. True. To get it published. Um, cool. Why don't you take the reins on the next one, Garrick? I have oh, a, wow. a minor emergency. Coffee is calling um, okay. in the wrong ways. So I'll let you take oh, that wow. over and I'll jump oh. back in. Go for it. It's coming it's, out now. It needs to poop. Oh, no. It's the other one. But go ahead, Garrick. It needs to throw up. So and our okay. third and final indie game is called Mountain Blade 2, uh, colon, Bannerlord. Um, that just came out yesterday. Oh. And... Um, if you are familiar with Mountain Blade Warband, it's it came out about eight years ago, and people have been asking for this to come out uh, for a long time. And uh, it, Warband has been played religiously by a huge amount of people uh, because of the unique gameplay. And now with Bannerlord, they're taking it into the this decade. Um, so if you're if you're unfamiliar Bannerlord, it's a battle sim, battlefield sim, where it's almost like Total War, uh, battlefield sim, but you're actually commanding your troops and you are playing as a hero on the battlefield, um, and you get to choose your loadouts, choose the composition of your army and all that, and you get to visit each city and each town on the map in real time chase down bandits so it's it's a really fun game if you're into the whole strategy and building out your army and commanding your army kind of thing and it's has uh rpg elements as well so during the game do you go back and forth between the hero and the the, the commander or is it you just Uh, kind of set the the hero so so how it works is the hero you are the hero the leader per se and then you also get uh companions which are also uh lesser heroes uh but they're a little stronger and they have abilities that you can that have rpg elements that you can level up and equip 
equipped with uh, weapons and gear the same way as your hero is. So it's it's pretty fun. I, I just realized that I think I categorize you as a virtual LARPer, Garrick. Go on. Yeah, he is. Uh, because all of the games that you enjoy are battlefield simulations. Um, oh, yeah. And like historical simulations, which I find to be hilarious. And I just thought about that. I'm like, that sounds like something a LARPer would do, but on mm. the computer instead. We should, we should well, LARP. One that's day. the crazy thing is that um i don't i want to say that i might have been into warband the predecessor to this new game if i knew about it because at that point in time eight years ago i was heavily into strategy games but uh and then i watched gameplay on youtube of warband and i was like yeah this is probably my game because i like controlling things but i also like being able to to well being able to influence what's happening by having myself there too because i felt like going to like playing game uh playing the total war games they try to do that by allowing you to take control of a soldier but it's so clunky well to be fair mountain blade is still in er early access so it is very very clunky but you're still getting the heart of what uh warband was but so so i i highly recommend it if you're interested in it can we get him some elf ears and uh play no, sword we, we just need to play D. that's all yes we will do a D exactly. stream eventually i'm I, i'm oh, no. totally involved in yes that. no joey yes oh, no yes. joey you're gonna be here oh no I'm joey you're gonna be the D. I already have a i already have a character planned out. Ooh, just, just carve out like 10 hours worth and then we'll get a DD going joey you're gonna be a, a sexy elf, sexy elf night oh female or male joey male oh that's not fun. <laughs> not for you guys. Oh. Or maybe it could be. Oh, kinky. Uh, uh, to find out. Uh, I don't have any 20-sided die, though, so we're going to have to do all that online. Oh, good. Uh, oh. We'd probably do it all online anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, any other final comments for Mountain Blade? No, Um, I've been playing it a little bit here and there, and it's it's pretty fun. It's my type of game. Well, that's good. Um. Okay, so then we move on to... Could you guys stop fucking playing with the text, please? No, um, John's experience with Raft. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we, we ended up buying that. That's It's cool, I guess. I would not... It's not a game you'd play alone, that's oh, for sure. Definitely not. I, I think you'd either hardcore. get bored or yeah. you would die pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just hoping there's some sort of end game or some sort of, like, more to do also it is a very so, early access game still still okay yes but yeah but I mean, they, they added a lot hey, you supported minecraft back in the day exactly yeah, but minecraft be patient you can, you can be creative on minecraft and mine yeah builds, yeah so. we haven't gotten to that point but we're still at the point of hoarding uh supplies and oh then... yeah it might be too long to build stuff well, that was the next step, if you okay. notice. So, yeah, we're, first I mean, we're kind of, up, we're kind right? of bleeding into the stream, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. So, not that many people listening, if they don't watch the stream, will understand where we are in Raft. But so tune in. Like, yeah, if you, yeah, go ahead, John. If you like uh, Minecraft, yeah. you might like Raft. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's. I mean, it's fine so far. Um, I I am annoyed that it's just a shark that just keeps coming back. That's the only threat. 
So you feel like there should be more threat to it, or it should evolve? I haven't. uh, Yeah, it's just some some or a swarm of sharks. Yeah, I think they're planning on more more mobs. Yeah, okay. uh, Yeah, uh, they do have a bear, I believe, on the big island. (laughs) Oh god, that's gonna be horrifying. But my biggest gripe is that it's a survival game, and I have not played a survival game that has gotten hunger and thirst down. It is. You it's feel more like of a annoying. No, no, no. A nuisance. It's more of a nu- nuisance than like a game. Yeah, really, uh, yeah. They, it, than, it's it. I like, think they overdid it to the point yeah. where you have to babysit it. Yeah, yeah. It's you like, have to have someone directly on that. Like, I, that's all I'm doing right now is resource management for at us. The, yeah. At the very least, if people want to stay that hardcore, they should at least offer different difficulty levels. Right. Yeah. Kind of like, like how Minecraft even then, does like. It. Like if you want to do a hardcore, like realistic mode, I guess it's like that's nowhere near how <laughs> hunger yeah. or thirst works in real life. And I know the game game buying it, but it's still just kind of it is an accelerated um, uh, yeah. timeline. So I guess they're trying to relate it to that. But yeah, but it's essentially, like I, I that's no thirsty. excuse. They don't have to. Yeah, I go thirsty in a day. It's like you could survive like three days without drinking water or something like that. Well, I guess that's life. the point of so. them having the upgraded versions of yeah. everything, though. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It will become less and less apparent of an issue as we go on in the game and we get more items. So more to come on that, because uh, Garrick and I have gotten to in game before, or at least the old in game and alpha when it first got released. Uh, so John's experience might change over time, especially now that we're about to start building. Um, also, yeah. Also, because we're on stream, we're moving extremely slow. Yeah, so yeah we are a little bit slower. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a gripe I have to. for all like survival games. It's like, yeah. I know it's, it's an abstract concept, like it's hunger and thirst. Uh, yeah. it's, it's like it doesn't really correlate to our like HP. I mean, we don't even have HP in real life, so it's like hard to kind of game by that stuff. Right. I'm hoping someone will figure out a way to do it correctly. Um, and then... The next one is Joey's experience with TFT because that was our challenge for last yes. week, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually played quite a bit of TFT. Um, that's got myself a win in randoms. Um, so that's pretty hype. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty fun. I'm, uh, I'm definitely starting to see uh, where you're coming from, PJ, on uh, it could maybe have some more characters. Yeah, you start getting like, okay, I've tried that character. I feel like it's trash. Yeah. Yeah. The the one thing that I will say about that is uh, if you add more characters, right, it's going to obviously make it even harder for you to get the roles that you need. Um, So I was thinking, like, what if they made it, like, also a deck builder? Yeah. Where you collect cards and then you build a deck with the cards um and that way like you can kind of like focus specifically on like the build that you want to run um so and then you, you have the still units have, on like, the field and then you also have cards in your hand that hold units no i mean like you get rid of the units on the field so uh, or maybe you still have like the draft but yeah, draft, instead of the units coming from like this arbitrary pool of units, yeah. the units are pulled from your deck. So you have the whole like set rather than it's a pool. Yeah. So you like decide 
before going into the match like okay i'm gonna be running a dark star deck so like i have a bunch of you know specifically dark star units i feel like that kills Uh, auto chess though then it actually becomes just a card game like hearthstone and well well, even more so legends of runeterra because you still have like uh you're still placing the units on the board Right, and they're and still fighting you still themselves have, and stuff. And you still have the items. Um, so it'd be an interesting an concept to see. I mean, um, they they scrapped a bunch of stuff last season to do this yeah. season, and supposedly and it's better. So maybe. like, obviously, I mean this in the sense of like, if they're gonna bump the amount of units up to like fifty different units, I think the and I guess I I didn't play in season one when there was like fifty units, but I just can't. It's already hard enough to get the roles that you need. Yeah, that's my problem. It seems like it would be a nightmare if there were twice as many units that you have to sift through and try to hope that you get the right stuff in. So then what they need to do from there with that is if you have 50 or 60 or 70 units, then what it does is it takes all of your main and subcategories and that's what you roll from. And it eliminates the other categories. So because like, for instance, Dark Star, there's six or something or seven. So but you don't grab all of those. No one's going to I mean, some someone might build all seven of those. And that's cool. But then they have brawlers. Then they have snipers. Then they have uh, sorcerers, all that stuff that's still rolling, rolling in there. But it eliminates protectors and mythics and all this other stuff. It the pro- OK, so I kind of get where you're coming from there, but. Then like, you lose like, the ability to change your point, deck at the end or your layout. Yeah, at that point, why don't you just make it so you have it and you come in with the cards that you want to build? Um, Because then you still get your stuff no matter what. Whereas if someone's building I, a level three that... character, then you can both have level threes. And that's kind of like, you know everyone can just get level three of everything it needs to be able to still take from that pool to where it affects you if someone else is building the same exact way as you it's a game mechanic yeah i guess i don't know i just don't know if i like that game mechanic um and it's it's not like they couldn't still have a draft mode like a pure draft mode right um i just also think that and again, like right now, it doesn't really matter because there's only like 30 units or whatever. Right. But um, that is annoying when it's like you join a game, it's like, I kind of want to focus on, you know, Dark Star, you know, theme, you can't make that decision preemptively. Anything. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's annoying. Like, you have to I just play just to what it gives game. you. I get that. I and I get frustrated. Out, I can't with do that. that. Yeah. Which again, like, we, like, I, this to some extent goes back to like our talking about the battle royale mode and like loadouts in modern warfare where it's like right. it kind of like ruins the magic of it whatever if you don't have to like improvise on the fly and build with what you're given but um it's just it's so frustrating rolling yeah. over and over and over again and not getting what you're looking for uh that yeah if they added more units it would just be a nightmare right now i feel like there's a way to do it properly it's just testing um and they obviously didn't do it right last season one of our um good friends in the stream sausage uh played all seasons and he's he told us how much of a nightmare it was last season and i feel like that's a general consensus from stuff i read in other articles and whatnot 
So let's see how they go with that. But at the moment, um, right now, it just feels a little dull sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm super excited to play it because it seems like it's relaxing and whatnot. But other times I'm just like, oh, man, I don't want to sit through that. You know? Yeah, that's the thing is it is it it can be chill if I'm just like, I'm going to jump to a game and pick up some units and see how it goes. But it can also be like, you know, I really want to win this one. I'm um, going to try to win this one. Um, some small gripes that I just want to touch on real quick before we close out here. Um, I They need to add some way to look at what the items combo into because I have no idea what items make what. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, and they need to add some way to tell who is who at draft oh god yes, because definitely. like i'm just looking at a bunch a bunch of units running around in a circle and i don't know who any of them are so, yeah just put the tooltip again yeah yeah tool just tool allow us to tool how hard is that <laughs> or like put a little like a thing on the side like little yeah. boxes with all of their like photos and names and then when they get grabbed gray them out Right, and then that also, way you could really easily keep track of who's still available. On the not only that, the, also the items above their heads. Sometimes you get full items, and I still don't even know what item, what item or benefit you get from that yeah. item. Yeah, you'll so still, like you just see a bunch of items. You're like, I don't know. So there, there's an inadvertent learning curve, high learning curve because of those uh, things, the ergonomics that they didn't add. Yeah, but like, add the yeah, and it, like that's actually I would that's kind of like a medium learning curve because the game does have like really high-end learning curves like what pj was talking about earlier in the sense of like uh if you're building the same unit as somebody else both of those are getting pulled out of the same pool so it's harder for you um and stuff like that like the uh income and interest and stuff like yeah Wait, there's that's a lot of thing? that's what you guys were talking about yeah like if we both build malphites it's coming out like it lowers of someone pool. else's yeah. chance what? of getting it oh no oh, that's yeah. why i keep losing so right? like, you need to tell us that stuff come on game it should Seriously. and it's not a mechanic that i knew about until i was playing with charlie uh during the beta and he told me and i was like oh that's kind of funky but that is stupid we should have our own deck um so I don't know. It's a lot see, of balancing now you see where issues. I'm coming from, yes. Eric. <laughs> so okay, I, I see what you mean, Joey. Yeah, we should have our own pool, separate from everyone else. That's so it. we'll see. We'll see what they do uh, to balance it out. But um, I'm mad now. We're gonna wrap it up with just one last thing. Uh, why should they get? Uh, for John specifically, it's gonna be Jackbox Six because it's the new Jackbox. Uh, it seems very interesting. It actually brings back Murder Party Two. Uh, oh, the new and wow. amazing super exciting game there's a couple of new games but that's the highlight right there because murder party the first one was the best it was so fun murder party is great can so someone good. list murder party was great can um, someone list what's in uh jackbox six yeah give me two seconds uh and then in the okay, meantime yeah. while i'm looking that up uh brandon uh should try out tft with us so we get a third opinion oh, on it God. If he's down but, for that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've seen plenty of games. I watch people play uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds all the time, too. Wait, they have an auto battler? Yeah. What? Yeah, they have an auto battler. Everybody's and it's got the same, one. Oh same thing. 
Uh, it's the same that. functionality where you know people pull from a entire like pot and whatever's taken from there, you don't get back until one person's knocked out. So, uh, eh. I've tried it. It's on my phone. I don't ever. I don't know why I still have Hearthstone on my phone, but uh, it's on there. So I don't ever go on there. Can we get you just oh. to play like a few games so we get another uh, opinion? Suppose. Yes. And we'll we'll find out the next it's time fun. you're on the podcast your opinion because we no. want everyone's opinion on this. Honestly, the only reason why I I love TFT is I get to hang out with everybody, just chill. It's like playing Uno with you guys without right. having to murder each other um, because somebody. Ooh, yeah, it's a chill free for all uh, game. <laughs> draw four <laughs> so to close out the games that are in uh jackbox party six is trivia murder party two uh dictionarium uh, i oh, guess yeah. you what's that i don't know if it's where you draw pictures or you make up definitions to a word that's made up uh or maybe a, a word that most people don't use and I then people right. have to choose that uh push the button which um Oh, I seen gameplay of this. Have no idea on that one. Joke boat, where you actually do stand up. Oh yeah, oh, role models is the one where you figure out like who's an alien in a group of spaceships. No, hurt, okay. push the button. Are you sure? What's role models then? Yeah. Sounds like your role model for someone. Okay, then I might be wrong on that. Person. And then joke boat uh, is where you're a stand up comedian that you have to come up with an act while you are on this cruise ship. So that sounds fun. Um, Wait, isn't that the drawing one? I th- I feel like dictionary might be the drawing one. It could be that one or role models. I'm not sure. There definitely is uh, an artistic one though. Honestly, I'm really excited about push the button because I've seen a lot of gameplay. Um, it's like almost like a murder murder mystery kind of thing. Uh, but this time you're you have to find out who's the alien. So I'm really fun. I'm, in, fun. I'm excited for murder party too and joke boat. I really. like party, yeah. But I think they all sound fun. This is gonna be a fantastic game. So come out. Come on and check out uh, Cameraman John's stream. Actually, we're going to be streaming it wait, soon. Uh, oh, wait, no, but you said you want me to buy it. Okay, behind the scenes here, he has it. What? No, oh, I don't. No, <laughs> spoilers. God dang it. Cut, cut it out. Cut. Uh, that was fast, John. Cut. <laughs> cut it out. You just got it right now. I talked him into it. It was so good. Yeah. I was just going to be like, no, we didn't buy it. And then we ended the podcast. Oh. You ruined it, PJ. Well, we're, we're, we're like over Before 90 minutes in, so if people are still yeah. listening, then they'll be in this on the This is the, the Easter Perfect. egg. Um, yes. uh, Don't spoil it for anyone else, guys. Before we close it out, I want to update. Uh, the Call of Duty remaster is available on the PlayStation Store by itself. Wait. Oh, wow. So, which actually it probably makes a lot of sense because it's like 50 gigabytes and imagine oh the nightmare that would be if you had to download that oh, because it. it was part of the modern warfare client it's not worth 50 gigabytes yeah no where is all the graphics <laughs> where is the where's graphics? the beef <laughs> okay so we're gonna close it out guys uh go ahead and check out jackbox party six on cameraman john's stream coming soon Spoiler. um or Spoilers. go pick it up for yourself on surprise. any major gaming platforms they have it on jackboxgames.com for 20.99 for the steam code that- or you can go to steam directly if you'd like but it might be not a little sponsored. bit more not sponsored. sponsored uh joey close this out yeah so yeah that's been the fat peeps podcast episode seven uh yeah so that's been our podcast thank you for listening of course you can we'll be serving throughout the week on cameraman john's twitter and oh. yeah 
you'll be able to catch Twitch. us. Twitch, not Twitter. Find I'm us on Twitter. I, the I, other I made that same mistake. <laughs> yeah, the other the other T word. Anyway, you'll be able to catch us again next week. So thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch Yay. you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Play me Bye. off, Timmy. <laughs>